Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello, and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Today's story is Friday Barnes and the Case of the Smashed Statue. So what was it we were working on today? asked Mr. Brecht, the new art teacher. Sculptures, sir, said Peregrine. We finished them last week. You were going to fire them over the weekend? Oh, that's right, said Mr. Brecht. I wondered why it was so stiflingly hot in here this morning. I suppose we should take a look. The whole class followed Mr. Brecht over to the kiln. He swung the handle down, unlocking the door, and pulled it open. It was an impressive sight. Twenty small statues stared back out at them. Most of the statues were ugly and poorly made, but there was something about having twenty statues staring at you at once. It was like being faced with an army of garden gnomes. "'Oh, dear,' said Mr. Brecht. "'Someone's has exploded.' Now he pointed it out, everyone looked at the bottom of the kiln, which was covered in shattered pieces of baked clay." "'Did someone put explosives in their sculpture?' asked Patel. Everyone turned to look at Ian. It was the type of thing he would do. He had a track record for imploding things. "'It wasn't me,' protested Ian. "'It probably wasn't anyone except poor workmanship,' said Mr Brecht. "'If there's an air bubble in the clay, that can make a sculpture explode. "'That's probably what happened. "'Whose was it? "'Come on, everyone, step forward and take your sculptures. "'We'll see whose is left.' Mr. Brecht passed the sculptures out, with students stepping forward to take their own. At the end, there were three students standing empty-handed, Friday, Ian and Mirabella. "'One of you probably had an air bubble, and when it exploded, it took out the other two, said Mr. Brecht. "'That's not fair!' wailed Mirabella. "'What are you complaining about?' said Ian. "'It's probably your sculpture that blew ours up.' "'How do you know that?' demanded Mirabella. "'Because Friday and I aren't as lazy as you,' said Ian. "'Did you hear that?' said Melanie. "'He paid you a compliment.' I'm sure there's a butt coming, said Friday. But it doesn't matter, said Ian. It'll be a nice change for Friday not to get top marks in something. Well, one of you'd better sweep this mess out of the kiln, said Mr Brecht. I'll do it, said Friday, sticking her head right into the kiln so she could get a better look. It's electric powered, said Ian. There's no point sticking your head in. "Uh Uh-huh, said Friday. She wasn't listening. Something about the damaged pieces did not look right to her. Friday fetched a dustpan and brush and carefully began sweeping the pieces out. She lay a large sheet of butcher's paper on a spare table at the back of the room, then tipped out one panful of pieces after another until the kiln was clean. "'What are you doing?' asked Mr Brecht as he came to the back of the room. "'Why are you laying all the pieces out on the bench? Why didn't you put them in the bin? What's wrong with you? This classroom is messy enough already.' "'I want to reconstruct the statues,' said Friday. "'What?' asked Mr Brecht. "'There's plenty of craft glue in the storeroom,' said Friday. "'Litres and litres of the stuff. "'I want to use it to glue these statues back together.' "'You're pathetic,' said Ian. "'You can't handle just once, not getting top marks.' "'I want to do it,' said Friday. "'But it'd take you hours to put them back together,' said Mr Brecht, "'if you can at all. "'There are three different sculptures. "'How are you going to tell which piece goes in which sculpture?' "'Friday looked at her watch.' This is the last class of the day. I don't have another class until 9am tomorrow. That gives me 17 and a half hours to give it a go. You're bonkers, said Mirabella. It's just a statue. 
No, it's more than that, said Friday. It's the principle of the matter. I want to know what happened. Oh, that's it, is it, said Ian. You want to work out which sculpture exploded first. This is some sort of forensic investigation for you. Well, it's much more interesting puzzle than anything Mr. Gregg set us for maths homework tonight, said Friday. Mr. Brecht shrugged. If that's the way you want to spend your time, that's fine with me. The class moved on to charcoal drawing, while Friday sat at the back going through the pieces. At the end of the class, she'd made no visible progress. She hadn't even fetched a bottle of glue yet. Are you really sure you want to do this, Barnes? asked Mr. Brecht. There's no shame in a D. I got plenty of them at art school. And now just one of my paintings would pay the wages of five of those stinking teachers. Then why did you take a teaching job, asked Melanie. Why not just do a painting? Mr. Brecht scowled. I've got painter's block. I didn't know there was such a thing, said Friday. Although I suppose it makes sense if writers can get writer's block that painters can get painter's block. Do physicists ever get physicist's block, asked Melanie. Oh, all the time, said Friday. That's how they spend 99% of their careers, not quite being able to figure out the thing they're working on. Well, I'll leave you to it, said Mr. Brecht. If a more responsible member of staff comes by and asks why you're in here, do me a favour and tell them you broke in to steal something. Don't let them know I gave you permission. I can just imagine the bleating I'd have to endure if the headmaster found out. It's all right, said Melanie. The headmaster's used to Friday not being where she's supposed to when she's supposed to. The rest of the class filed out and Melanie came over to sit next to her best friend. You can go too if you like, said Friday. Oh, I can nap here just as easily as I can back in our dorm room, said Melanie. Besides, it's toad in the hole for dinner tonight. You don't want to miss out. I can go up to the dining hall and fetch us both a plate. And so Friday set to work. As promised, Melanie went and fetched dinner, and then later a midnight snack, and then breakfast in the morning. It was eggs Benedict, so certainly worth the effort. All while Friday tirelessly examined and put together one tiny piece of broken statue after another. At nine o'clock, when the class filed back in, Friday was bedraggled and exhausted. She had dried glue all over her fingers, hair and brown cardigan. There were dark rings under her eyes, and she was slumped to one side, clearly on the verge of collapse. Melanie looked much more presentable. Her clothes and hair were immaculate, as she lay sound asleep on the floor under a blanket of cartridge paper. "'So how did you go, Barnes?' said Ian. "'Did you reconstruct your masterpiece?' No, said Friday, although I did reconstruct yours. I like the way you use distorted shapes to represent your distorted feelings towards authority figures. What, said Ian? It's just a statue of a football player. It is, said Friday. Oh, that explains a lot. I thought his leg was in the air in some sort of demonstration of rebellion against societal pressures. He's kicking a ball, said Ian. Oh, said Friday. Well, I still like it. "'You stuck my statue back together too!' exclaimed Mirabella. "'I never asked you to do that. Quick, smash it again before Mr Brecht gets here!' "'Too late. I'm here,' said Mr Brecht. They turned to see the art teacher step in through the door. "'What's going on?' "'Friday reconstructed our statue,' said Ian. "'Which is totally unfair,' said Mirabella. "'Nobody asked her to. You gave me a D yesterday. You can't take it back, sir!' Mr Brecht peered at Mirabella's statue. "'I can see why you'd be concerned,' said Mr Brecht. "'It's rubbish. The worst statue I've ever seen. "'I've seen cowpats that are more expressive three-dimensional forms.' "'But you promised me a D!' wailed Mirabella. "'I'll tell you what,' said Mr Brecht. "'I'll promise to give you a D again if you promise to smash this as soon as class is over. "'It degrades art just existing.' "'Oh, yes, sir,' said Mirabella happily. "'So why did you reconstruct Ian and Mirabella's statues but not your own?' asked Mr Brecht. "'Is this some sort of performance art? "'If so, I'm going to give you an F, because I can't stand performance art. "'Anything that Yoko Ono does has a black mark against it for me.' "'I didn't reconstruct my own statue,' said Friday, "'because I couldn't, and the reason I couldn't 
is because the pieces weren't here. Where could they have gone? asked Mr Brecht. They can't have been vaporised by the kiln. They were stolen, said Friday. Right, this is it. She's finally snapped, said Ian. She's so deluded about her greatness that she thinks someone would steal broken pieces of her pottery. Pottery has sent her potty, said Melanie, yawning as she woke up on the floor. I have not gone potty, said Friday, although I do think someone stole my statue, but not the broken pieces. They stole the intact statue, then smashed the other two sculptures to hide their crime. But why would anyone do that, asked Mr Brecht. I don't remember your sculpture being so astonishingly good. A modest bust of a middle-aged woman, if I remember rightly. It was my tribute to Rosalind Franklin, the mother of genetics, said Friday. And you think it was stolen by another fan of the history of genetics, asked Melanie. Please, as if there'd be two people that sad, said Ian. The clue to who took my statue lies with the two small pieces they didn't steal, said Friday, holding up two fragments of clay on the palm of her hand. They chipped off part of the title of my piece, the words the and of genetics. So it was someone who doesn't like the early history of genetics, asked Melanie, wishing she was still asleep because she was already hopelessly confused. No, I doubt the thief has any regard for science at all, said Friday. They stole the statue and chipped off all the words except one, mother. I think someone stole my statue to give it to their mother. Who would do that, asked Mr Brecht. It sounds ridiculous. I'm guessing a boy, said Friday. The male gender has a tendency to wildly underestimate the value of giving gifts to women. Traditionally, husbands and fathers leave Christmas shopping until Christmas Eve. They totally forget wedding anniversaries and birthdays. So I imagine the thief is a boy who forgot to buy his mother a birthday present. He didn't get her anything at all, and then at the last minute, realising he was about to see his mother, he just grabbed the first thing that would do. And that was a statue by you, asked Ian. Well, the school doesn't have a gift shop, said Friday. They haven't got internet access so we can send family members gifts. Really, whoever did it was trying their best. It's still not much of a present, said Melanie. Unless it was a boy whose mother looks like Rosalind Franklin, said Friday. Peregrine gulped. Did you have something to say, Peregrine asked Friday. Peregrine shook his head. He's lying, said Melanie. How can someone be lying when they're shaking their head, asked Ian. I don't know, said Melanie, and yet they can. Peregrine, said Friday sternly, is your mother a short-haired brunette 37-year-old woman? Peregrine burst into tears. Yes, I didn't understand why you made a sculpture of my mum. I thought you were taunting me. I thought the mother of genetics thing was just a reference to her being my mum, who I got all my genetics from. Why on earth would I do that? asked Friday. I don't know, said Peregrine. You're so smart, I don't know why you do anything you do. Did your mother like the statue, asked Friday? Oh, sort of, said Peregrine. She didn't hate it. She just said she would have preferred a bunch of flowers. Well, I hope you learned your lesson, said Friday. Oh, I have, said Peregrine. Next year I'll steal some roses when Mr Pilcher isn't looking. And so the case was solved. The end. Thank you for listening. To support this podcast, just go to your local bookstore or favourite online bookseller and buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's lots to choose from across the Friday Barn series, Nanny Piggins and Pesky Kids series as well. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.